This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Evening, just to begin before, I don't have the questions on this, you'll read out the questions afterwards. Um, but I was asked just to say a few minutes, just preparation, avoid the preparation for Rosh Hashanah. And uh, this will automatically answer one or two of the questions um, asked on the sheet. And that is, I can see from the, from the way the questions are, are asked, a lot of people look at Rosh Hashanah in a way that it's frightening and it's, people are anxious and they can't wait for Rosh Hashanah to be over already and they're hoping for the best and they're hoping for everything will be well. And Rosh Hashanah is like a frightening day. It's, it's a day that's not a, it's not a sweet day. It's not an exciting day. It's not a, a happy day. People uh, are concerned and the whole time they're in pressurized if the tshuva is the right tshuva and if they got every detail correct. The emphasis, the truth is that by a lot of tzaddikim, they were looking all year, looking forward all year long for Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah was a day where a lot of tzaddikim said that they drew their chiyas, their, their chiyas the whole year from, from the avoid of Rosh Hashanah. If you look at the psukim in the Shman Esra, Musaf, the psukim of Malchi, Zechroinus, and Shoifrus, and you go through the Psukim, you go through the Shman Esra. It's, there's no other Shman Esra the whole year, not the happiest days of the year. Have such a beautiful, passionate, loving Shman Esra that we have on, on the Ulu Psukim in the Malchit Zachronis Shoivas and also in the actual Nusach of Shman Esra. Just reading, just learning Pshat in the Shman Esra is, 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 is beautiful. You know, a person should really look forward to Rosh Hashanah. He should look forward, just like he looks forward to shaking Lulav. He looks forward for the beautiful Tefillah and the beautiful Nusach. And uh, the whole Avoidah of Rosh Hashanah, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Avoidah. And uh, it's not an Avoidah B'chalal. You have to know one thing, that Rosh Hashanah has got nothing to do with, Rosh Hashanah has got nothing, really nothing really to do with vidui, nothing to do with tshuva. Rosh Hashanah is the day of Malchias. Rosh Hashanah is the day where we focus, that we want to be Mamlech Hashem as king of the world. It's the day that Adam Rishon was created. It's the day that Adam Rishon proclaimed to the whole creation that Hashem is the king, and Hashem is the sole king and the sole sovereignty of, of the Bria. That's what Rosh Hashanah is. People are so... People are so far away from what the actual avoid of Rosh Hashanah is. The Sudas of Rosh Hashanah, the, the whole tefillah, it's, it's, it's such a beautiful, beautiful tefillah. You know, part of the questions over there are, are you know, what should a, a woman's avoid be? So on the, again, women are feeling in a way pressurized because they, they feel they have to be in shul and they have to daven, and they have to take the day very seriously. What a woman does at home is she takes out a machsa and she goes through the days, the weeks leading up to Rosh Hashanah are weeks of, of, of that's, that's your avoider. Your avoider is to learn what the words mean, to learn the, the, to learn the simple pshat, or if you've got even more time, to go through the psukim of Malchus Zechonus Hashoivas, take out a nach, take out a mikros gedolas if you want, and learn, 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 learn the kavanas, learn, learn, learn the pshat in the, in, in the psukim. It's so beautiful. It's, it's, it's so sweet. The avoid of, yom, of Rosh Hashanah is so sweet. It's not something to be... Of course it's a Yom Adin. You know, when a person... Some people think of Rosh Hashanah, all they think of is a Masana Toikev. It's a, it's a beautiful piyot. It's an awesome piyot. It's a frightening piyot. 
Um, but that's that's a period. That's one part of Rosh Hashanah. That's five, ten minutes of Rosh Hashanah. The re, the, re, the Rosh Hashanah davening. Rosh Hashanah davening is nosach svar. We don't say Avinu Malkeinu Chotana Lefanecha. We start for Avinu Malkeinu Ein Lo Namelach Ela Oto. It's a it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a davening where a person's got to got to got to just enjoy it. Just got to enjoy. It. It's a beautiful davening. Another thing that, that people are so desperate to be in shul because they want to say all the piyutim. You have to know that piyutim were introduced and were written a lot later than the rest of davening. The rest of davening is uh, by, 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 by chasidim, the main avoida of Rosh Hashanah, by the davening is the korbanos, is the pesuk of the zimra. You know, in certain in sons, they take hours over just saying korbanos. Others over saying pesuk of the zimra. Just saying the, the tehillim of Dovra Melech that was written long, bef- long before all the piyutim. Rosh Hashanah is a time to go slower. Rosh Hashanah is a time to, 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 to again, to learn, to learn Pesukah the Zimra, to learn the Taich, what the words mean. And, uh, you know, is a beautiful, it's, 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 it's beautiful. And uh, all, all the halalukas and everything that is said is all beautiful. And, and it's just a person's got to appreciate what it means. And a person's got to visualize what's it going to look like when the whole world recognizes Hashem and you know when you're sitting with your children and you don't know what to do with them, uh, what's your avoider? That's one of the questions asked. What is the avoider when you're so busy with the children? So instead of being in a lachas trying to get the kids occupied, that you can do this and you can daven and you can do the other, it'd be wonderful if you just gather the children together, sit them down, and uh, give them something, give them something to eat, and then just just share with them, share with them what's going to happen when Mashiach comes. You know, share with them what's going to happen. The whole world. You go through different countries. You go through different islands, different countries, and uh, you know you just you just you just you just you just retire. You just picture. You just picture with your kids what it's going to look like. That everybody's going to put put their idols down. Everybody's going to everybody's going to put their weapons down, and all the people in the world, all over the world, are just going to proclaim Hashem as the King of the world. Just that's the biggest avoider. If you can say it in the simplest way, just. Explain to your children what it means, what the world was created for, what was the purpose of creation, and, and go through go through country by country, go through country by country, and uh, it's, you know go through America and say, imagine everybody in America is everybody in America is going to is is is, is going to just put everything down and raise their arms and say Hashem Hashem Hu'alekim, the president and everybody everybody in the whole country, everybody in Florida and Los Angeles and New York and and everywhere, everyone's just going to proclaim Hashem is going to recognize Hashem and all the other religions all the Christians all the Muslims and they're all going to put, put down all their narishkeit they're going to put down all their false beliefs and put down all their all their lies and they're all going to proclaim that the emiss is with Am Yisrael the emiss is with Hashem the emiss is with Emuna. and you know the kids take this in this is what Rosh Hashanah is all about this is exactly what Rosh Hashanah is all about this is the avoidance. If you can do that with your children, is then it's mamish. It's 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 the best Rosh Hashanah you could possibly imagine. Again, the piyutim are, are, are not as important as the actual Shmuel Esra. If you got time just for Shmuel Esra, I know my Rebbe, the Amshin of the Rebbe, he, he doesn't say any piyutim. He just davens the davens very very long Shmuel Esras, and he, he just davens the Shmuel Esras. He doesn't say any. He doesn't say any any piyutim whatsoever. Just davens the, the I mean davens the thing till Shachris and then there's Kriyat Torah and there's Tkiyas Shreifa and then there's Musaf and uh, that's all he daven. Doesn't daven anything else. The Ike is the Shmuel So every person, if they have time for you know for for for, for twenty minutes, 
at a time for Tam Shmanesra and then to be with the kids more and then to and then another half an hour and you dive in Mustaf slowly, it's it's gewaltig. If that's what you can do, it's it's gewaltig. Don't 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 pressurize yourselves into into feeling that you've got to say the whole machse, you've got to say every single piet. There's also another beautiful piet that we say in Musaf before um round about the Round there, the, the piyot of Yesoi Koil Avdecha, and you go through that piyot, which ends Vietnu Lecha Kesem Alucha. It's just such a beautiful piyot. It goes through how the whole world is going to, all the islands of the world, and just just close your eyes and picture what the, what it means exactly that the whole world is going to recognize Hashem as the sole sovereignty of of, of creation, and that's what Rosh That is what Rosh Hashanah is. People, people are so busy with themselves. We're so busy with ourselves. I need this. I need the other. And Rosh Hashanah is today. I've got to ask for everything. I've got to make sure. I've got a whole list of things that I need. And I've got a whole list of things. And, 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 and Hashem needs to be moichel me. And your whole Rosh Hashanah is revolving around yourself. And you're not thinking about Hashem. You're not thinking about Hashem's malchus. That's not Rosh Hashanah. That's the wrong avoider. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a made-up avoider. The avoider is malchus. The avoider is that Hashem is the melech. That's the, that's the avoider. And uh, you know, the, the, the Arizal writes, you know, there's a, like almost a contradiction between the Gro and the Arizal. The Gro says that it's forbidden to cry in Rosh Hashanah. You're not allowed to cry in Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is a time of Simcha, and it's known as the Gro was in a tremendous Simcha, Bishas, Tkis, Shoifa, and Chasm Soifa. A lot of big tzaddikim, they saw an unbelievable Simcha that they didn't see other times. And the Arizal, the Heli Gai rewrites that somebody, that somebody doesn't cry in Rosh Hashanah shows that there's something, something, something wrong. So, so the Swarm explained, depends what you're crying for. A person's crying for, a person's crying for himself, and he's crying for what he needs, and he's, cry, he's crying for his hard life, or whatever, is that the, 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 the Heli Gai says that you're not allowed to cry in Rosh Hashanah. That's not the, that's not the avoid of Rosh Hashanah. When Arizal says that you have to cry, he means you have to cry when you think of the Chil Hashem, and you think of how the whole, most of the world doesn't recognize Hashem. Most of the Jewish people never, are not religious. You think of the Rachmanus, you think of how the Rachmanus of a day, the awesome day like Rosh Hashanah, and there's people, you know, there's people just going on vacation, they don't even know what Rosh Hashanah is, they don't know what the Avoida of Rosh Hashanah is, is, is that, that's what to cry about. But a person's got to take himself out, and a person's got to devote his Rosh Hashanah on, on, on Hashem and he's got to see the Chilul Kovach Shemaim in the Bria Hashem created the Bria for a purpose and where's that purpose where's that purpose being fulfilled why is there so many here in Yisrael why is there such a gullus here in Yisrael where there's a, a country and a government that is so that is fighting religion and is fighting us is fighting the Torah this is all the Chil Hashem this is all the Chil Kovach Shemaim that's what our Voidah on Rosh Hashanah is all about if we're shedding tears we're shedding tears for that we're not shedding tears for our own needs on the contrary, the Zoya says that you're not allowed to daven for your own needs in Rosh Hashanah. Later, later, Tzadikim said that you know because we're a weaker door and because we are desperate for Yeshuas and we are desperate for Rafuas, is uh, you know they allow people to daven for their own needs as well. But that's not the Ikavoyda Rosh Hashanah. The Ikavoyda Rosh Hashanah is to focus on Kiddush Hashem, on the revelation of Hashem's Malchus in the world. And any way you can do that, if you're at home and you're thinking about it, and you say your own prayers, and you, you know you daven if you've got brethren that are less religious, and you daven for them that they should be zeichet to see the R of Hashem, and, that, and you know, and, and they should be zeichet to, to to recognize Hashem, is that that that's the avoda Rosh Hashanah? It's not an avoda where a person's the whole time thinking of himself, even not thinking of his own ruchnius. You're not supposed to think of Rosh Hashanah. Am I doing tshuva right? Am I not doing tshuva right? 
Stop thinking so much about yourselves and, uh, and think about Hashem. It's a day where we focus, two days where we focus on HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And we focus on how much we want Hashem, to really want Hash- the world to recognize Hashem. We focus on all the wonderful times, this Mansha Beis HaMikdash Ayakayim, and we, we, we're so desperate that we should see the Beis HaMikdash again, rebuilt, and Nara El of Kol you learn Psukim, you learn Novi, you learn Yeshaya Novi, and you learn what, what's going to be when Mashiach comes, what's going to be when the Gula happens, what's going to be, how all the Goyim are going to recognize, that, that, that's, the avoid, that's the avoid of Rosh Hashanah. So therefore, that's to calm everybody down. It's not a day where a person's got to be so anxious and so lachat to make sure. Avada, in the, in the weeks leading up to Rosh Hashanah, is there a person should also focus. But it's also a person's got to focus that it's Yimei Ratzon. A person's not supposed to focus on, uh, you know, a person's supposed to focus that it's, it's, it's days of Ratzon. A person's not supposed to focus that, on, on that, that, that it's a strict and it's a stern. It's a day of, it's, it's days of Ratzon. It's days where HaKadosh Baruch Hu says that there's going to be a judgment on Rosh Hashanah. And I'm giving you, it's like an examination. And the examiner wants you to pass the test. So he gives you all the questions that he's going to ask weeks before. So he, 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 the examination is, he's not trying to find mistakes. He's not trying to find you wrong. He doesn't want you to fail the exam. He wants you to pass the exam. So he gives you time. He gives you the questions. So too, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in the month of El, gives us, you know, gives us a month. It gives us a month of Yumei Ratzon. It gives us a month of, of, Hashem, of Hashem is here with us. And Hashem is accessible in El like he's, like he's not accessible the rest of the year. And he's giving us the opportunity to do tshuva. It's all coming out of a love from Hashem to us. And if we take these opportunities, and uh, you know, yes, during the month of El to be chayzer tshuva, but not again in an anxious way, just in a way we want to be better people. We want to. We were born for a purpose, and we want to. We want to be makadosh kavod malchus in the world. If a person focuses on that, is then is then everything is then his whole his whole month will. will It'll be a different month. He'll look forward to Rosh Hashanah. I remember once a boy in, in Yeshiva, one of the Yeshivas I used to teach, he heard uh, there was a Chashvayid with Tzvimai Zilberberg. He was there in the area and they heard him walking in the street and he was humming Nigunim of Rosh Hashanah like a week before. The guy comes and says, How can this guy hum Nigunim of Rosh Hashanah? Like, it makes me nervous to hear these Nigunim. I'm just so traumatized that in a week I'm going to hear these Nigunim. Why is he humming these Nigunim now? <laughs> But the answer is because he's looking forward to Rosh Hashanah. He's, he can't wait for Rosh Hashanah. He can't wait to sing these Nagunim in Rosh Hashanah. That's the way. Our, that, that's what our focus is supposed to be. So that's like an introduction, and I think that's automatically answered perhaps one or two of the questions. Mamlech Hashem as a king is the Pasuk when the kind of mitzvah, the Pasuk Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echad. Right? That's the mitzvah of being the Kabbal Hashem as our king is in the Pasuk Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echad. What's the next Pasuk? Baruch Hashem Kavod Machasoy is not a Pasuk. Uh, what's the next Pasuk in the Torah? Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echad. The next Pasuk is Vahavta Yisrael Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echad. That's the next Pasuk. <laughs> the next Pasuk is the main Hamlacha Kanesh Baruch is, 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 is out of love. Imagine there's a coronation and the king is, 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 is driving down with his whole entourage, the new king, and he sees everybody like down-faced, he sees everybody frightened, he sees everybody running away from his car. That's not, that's not what a king's all about. A king wants to people, of course a king has power and of course a king can punish and of course a king has laws and you have to keep to his laws or else, obvious. But that's not what the essence of a kingdom is. By the goyim, that's an essence of a kingdom. Or by Yidin, that was never the essence of, 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 of a king. Again, I'm not trying to put away Chas Hashem, the avoid of Yira, this Yira, and this Ahava. But 
everybody knows that the avoid of Ava is on a higher level than avoid of the avoid of Yira. It's written. It's written so. So being mamlech hakadosh baruch as a melech, the lower level is to just it should bring fear, but the higher level is an in of Ava. Also, person got to realize that Yira itself. There's two types of Yira. There's a Yira of Yira soinish. That's a very low level of year. That's a, a year of being punished. And then there's a year called the year of Saroimimus, which is a year of, uh, you know, somebody gets taken into the king. The king wants to dine with somebody. The king wants to get to know somebody. So you get invited, or you get invited to the king. So, so you, go, you go into the palace, and you know the king's friendly with you, and he, just, he, wants, to, he wants you to become his minister. He wants you to become a close advisor. He wants to get to know you. You walk into the palace, and you see these enormous high ceilings. You see these paintings. You see this... You get led from one chamber to another chamber. These enormous pillars and, and staircases. You're overcome. You're overcome with, with with awe. With awe, you're overcome. You're not frightened. He's not going to do anything to you. He's invited you because he wants to be kind to you. But there's an any of Yerushalayimus, and that's a very important year. That's not such a contradiction to to to, to Ava. When we think about how the greatness of Hashem and He's chosen us as his, as His nation, of course there's a certain year, but it doesn't have to be a Yerushalayimus. I mean, the the, the Zoya Kodesh puts down years of Einish, very much. Like, obviously, as a beginning level, a person's got to have years of If that's the Madriga way that he needs now to stop him from doing Averis, is, 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 is he had better have years of Einish. But that's not, the, that's not really what Malchis of Hashem is all about. Malchis of Hashem is all about Hashem Echad, and straight away, after Hashem Echad. And before we say Shema, we talk about Ahava Sa'ilam Haftanu, Baruchatah Hashem, Abaychem, Am Yisrael, Ahava. We talk about Ahava, and then we go straight from there to Shema Yisrael. And in the Pasuk Shema Yisrael, there you make the mitzvah of Kabbalah Sa'ilam Al Chashemayim. So, on the contrary, the main avoid of, 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 of Malchus is that Hashem chose us as His people. He is the greatest king, he is the Melach Malchem Lochem, and He chose us as His people because He wants us. Atavachartonu, Ahavtoisonu, Rotsisabonu. It's all in, it's, it's a person should should focus mostly on the malchas, and that's also why we say avinu malkeinu. Definitely, a father and child relationship is more of a love relationship, and we say avinu malkeinu because by us, avinu malkeinu is a very similar relationship. It's not a steer. You can ask why avinu and malkeinu. Avinu is a love relationship, and malkeinu is a fair relationship. So you could say partially. You've got to have both. It's true, but we say avinu before we say malkeinu. <laughs> and uh, because Lemaisa, it's 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 a relationship of building a bond, building a relationship with 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 with, with Hashem. It's known that the Mefarshim say that mitzvah bris mila is like a choysim, it's like a stamp that we are avodim to Hashem. And yet, it's a bris, it's a covenant. A covenant is something that two people that love each other do, not two people that that are frightened of each other. It's a covenant of kiruv, and and yet it's a sign that we are avodim to Hashem. So being avodim to Hashem is a kesha to Hashem, is a connection to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. The Gemara says at the end of Shavuos, the Gemara says that an eved melech is mamish the melech himself, because the eved of a king is the closest, closest that you get to a king. Who who's the closest to the king? Who tends to the king's most private needs? Who who's in the in the, in the most innermost chambers of the king? Not the big ministers. The eved, the king wants a coffee in the a coffee in the middle of the night. He's not going to call uh, the the minister of interior to do that. He's going to call his Eved to do that. Who's closest to the king? The Eved. Eved Melech is a Melech. So when we talk about ourselves being Avodim to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we talk about us that we are Mamish, we are Avodim, we are the closest. We are as close, as close, as close as you can get. We know from Avram Avinu is Avram Havai. Avram Avinu refers to Ava. Avram Avinu is the mid of Chesed. The mid of Chesed is Ava. And we talk about, the Pesach says Avram Havai. 
And we know that Avraham had a slave. The slave was Eliezer. And Eliezer was such a loyal slave that the Medrash says that even though he came from Chum, right, he might have been a Schwarzer, he came from Chum. And it says that he looked like Avraham Avinu. He wasn't a child of Avraham Avinu, but he looked like Avraham Avinu. Mamash, he looked, his face began, the more he became an Eved of Avraham, the longer he lived with Avraham, his facial features changed, and he began looking like Avraham, and he looked like Avraham Avinu. Because he was such a, he was a loyal slave. So if you're a loyal servant, you become Mamish one. So being an Ebed of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Hashem as our Melech and the country is, is, is a close bond with Hashem. It's not something that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to be away. On the country, Hashem wants us to get closer and closer. So the Ik of Malchus is, 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 is a feeling that we feel so chosen to, that, that Hashem is our Melech. That, uh, you know, that, that, that it's, it's, it's Be'ikra Ava. It's, of course it's also Yira. And of course a person needs Yira. A person who's mature, a person who's mature, is, uh, Ava is usually enough. Because if you love somebody, you don't want to disappoint him and you don't want to let him down. Is that clear? Questions are all coming from one place and the answers are all coming from another place. <laughs> you have to understand another thing about Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, that especially Yom Kippur, if you talk about Yom Kippur, especially Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur is a day where Hashem lifts us up, we're in a different atmosphere in Yom Kippur. And uh, on Yom Kippur, the, the, the tshuva really, really is almost automatic because if Hashem lifts a person to a very high place, automatically the person's in that, pl- in, that, in that place where he is. I don't mean geographically. I mean a person transcends to a different level. The Gemara uses the term itzumer shaliyah mechaper. There's a certain, there's a certain density of kedusha in the air that we're in a different place. We're on a different planet in Rosh Hashanah, and in that place that we are on Yom Kippur, and in that place that we are on Yom Kippur. There's, 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 it's not possible to sin. That's what tshuva means. Everybody always asks me the question. I think somebody there might have asked that question as well. After Sukkot, after Yom Kippur, you do a tshuva, and people eventually go back to their old ways. Hopefully not in the same way, but they go back. people go back. People are human beings. So what is it, a joke? What is tshuva? What is Yom Kippur? You say you're not going to do it, and you know in two weeks' time you're going to do it. What is this exactly? It's not a spiel, chas v'shon. But the Svarim say that the place that you're at on Yom Kippur, when you really do tshuva, and that place where you're at now, it's impossible for you to sin. You're not going to sin. I always give the marshal in yeshivas, whatever, when you're dealing with more modern boys, so I try to get them out of listening to kosher music and to you know, music, with, especially with words. You, know, you don't need a goy's perverted minds to, 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 to penetrate into your core of your nefesh. So when they say it's very difficult because they used to listen to this type of music so many years, it's hard, very hard. So I asked them a question. I said, I want to ask you a question. I said, imagine in the middle of Ni'ila, or in the middle of Kol Nidre, the chazan is chazaning away on Kol Nidre, or in Ni'ila, he's gadal, and somebody comes to you with your music that you listen to, and sticks the earphones into your ear, and suddenly you hear this loud goisha jazz music, and on the other ear, you're hearing Shemei Rambo. How do you feel? So he said, obviously, in that point, I'd throw up from listening to that music. I said, oh, there you are. Yom Kippur is you are where you are really with yourself. Yom Kippur is a natural time where a person is elevated to a, such a high level that the Kedusha Sayoim has such an effect that when you makabal upon yourself not to do something, it's, it's with an emes. It's with an emes. That person, when you put, the, when you put the, the earphones to him and he hears this terrible music and he hears the chazan and everybody's wrapped around with a talus and a kittle, he says, I can't listen to this music anymore. I can't listen to this music anymore. Is he ever going to listen to that music? Highly likely, yes. But at that point in time, 
he makes a real Kabbalah, he's not going to listen to music. So the same thing, the, the same thing is with Shabbos as well. Shabbos is also, the Shabbos is the lettuce Toshev. Shabbos is also a Zman of Tshuva. Why? Because Shabbos is Me'en Olam Haba. Shabbos is a time where Hashem lifts us up. Shabbos is a time where Hashem lifts us up to a, to, you know, to, a, to a high place. And because Hashem lifts us up to a high place, we're on a different plane on Shabbos. And that's why we can do Tshuva. When you want to do Tshuva, you should do Tshuva at a time when you're in a higher place. And when you're in a higher place, it's an MS. You're saying with an MS that you're not going to do, that, you're not going to do it again. So, so, so therefore, a person shouldn't get frightened if he's, you know, if it's before Rosh Hashanah, it's before Yom Kippur, and he doesn't yet feel. Rosh Hashanah lifts a person up, Yom Kippur for sure lifts a person up. And at that time, at that point in time, he's Be'emma's doing, be doing a, a, a real tshuva. So is, that, is that an answer? I can't remember the question. Vidui, vidui that we say again, you know, again, just to remind you, in Rosh Hashanah we don't say vidui. So vidui is not a Rosh Hashanah avoider. We, we don't say chatan lefanachah either in avidu makin and nusach svar. But vidui, the, the, the idea of vidui is that you're getting the sin out of your system. When you say alchet shechatan lefanachah with this, you're getting it out of your system. There's two parts to vidui. One part of vidui is that it's very important for Hashem really to realize it's like you rebel against the king. So you want the king to forgive you. So the first thing is, what's the aver of rebelling against the king? That you weren't subordinate to the king. That you didn't, really, that you didn't look at the king as being a high authority. And you thought, you know, whatever, you sinned against him. You didn't, you Messiah das, that he's the high authority. So the aleph base of tshuva, of vidui, is for a person to, to be machni himself, to feel low, to feel he's in a low place, and melech malcham lochem is in a high place. And vidui, when a person does vidui, it puts him, it subjects him to feeling, it humiliates him a bit, in order to, there's a certain gaiva about doing an avera. A person does an avera, there's a certain level of gaiva. If a person wouldn't have gaiva, how would he dare do an avera? Daring to do an affair is a certain level of gaiva. It's you know it's up to me at the end of the day. I have bechira and I, I chose to I chose to do the affair. There's a certain level of gaiva in every affair. There's a certain rebellion in malchus shemaim in every affair. So vidui is when you say vidui, you're supposed to feel that you're supposed to feel nichna. You're supposed to feel that on the contrary, I feel humiliated. I feel I'm low. Biyachas not chasusham that you feel a low person. But you feel the power between you and Hashem is so great that how could I sin? And also, when you say vidi, whatever that you're saying vidi on, it takes the avera out of your system. When you say vidi bepeh, and you say, for this avera that I did, for that avera that I did, and at that point you feel, how could I have done that avera? That's how you remove the avera from your system. That's why you have to say vidui bepeh. You have to hear yourself. You have to hear yourself. Hear yourself saying that vidui. When you hear yourself saying that vidui, it's really you're like it's like you're saying that you're taking the avera out of your system, and it, it, it releases the avera from you. When a person thinks about he thinks about his charot, his regret from doing an avera, it's still in a system. Dibur is something that takes something that was inside; it takes it out. That's what that's what the definition of dibur is. It takes something out, and uh, so vidu just just it, it takes it out. So when a person, on the contrary, a person has to feel when he's saying vidu, ah. I'm unloading, I'm unloading this heavy load that I had, this Avera I'm unloading, this Avera I'm unloading. And by saying it, by saying it, Dibor, by saying it from your lips outwards, what you're doing is that you're, you're, you're releasing yourself from, 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 from the Avera and you're getting it out of your system. So after you finish Vidui, it's, uh, it's, you have to have a feeling of, of, of a lot lighter than before. So that's also that's an opportunity. Vidu is an opportunity for ourselves to rid ourselves of our affairs. It's a little bit long. Um, we live in our social media, and we know that we're in a relationship, right? We establish 
Question. I lost track. <laughs> okay. No. Why don't we just read it out again? A person does tshuva, he has to feel light, he has to feel that he's unloaded himself, and he has to be mamin, vamuna shleima, that the aver is out of him and is totally out of his system. And uh, as, as we said, the days that are coming are such holy days, such heilige days, that it takes you to a place where... That's really, you have to realize, a Jew, in essence, the aver is not really, never really has an internal kesha with a yid, never. The Maharal says that the reason why a yid can bring a korban when he sins, he brings a korban chatos. And a goy can't bring a korban chatos. We accept the korban from a goy if he wants to bring stomach korban. We accept the korban because, of, because you know, to keep, to keep in good terms. But a goy can't bring a korban chatos. Why can a yid bring a korban chatos? So the Maran says, because when a yid sins, it's not really his essence. He hasn't really, it's not, it's not, it, doesn't, it doesn't penetrate to his core essence. It's, it's an external thing, it's a stain. It's a stain on his shirt. It's a stain. A stain goes off in a washing machine. But uh, a goy, when he sins, it's, he's, he's, he's revealing really a certain ra that's in him. And that ra that's in him is you can't just wash off. It's like a guy's got a white shirt with a black stain. Put it in the washing machine. If it's a black shirt, it won't turn white in the washing machine. It's the same thing. So first of all, a yid has to realize that our sins are not be'etzem, be'etzem, be'etzem part of, our, part of us. That's why in Yom Kippur, you have the avoid of the soil Hashem and you have the avoid of the soil Azazel. You have the avoid of soil Hashem and you have the and and, 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 you, and you have the soil azazel. What happens? So the the, the pasuk says and the chazal say that we take all the averus that we have. That's the soil Hashem, which is klal which is Yaakov Avinu, and we pile them all onto the soil azazel, and that's Esau. So really, what's happening is on your kippur that all the averus of Am Yisrael are taken off from Am Yisrael and they're put onto Esau. It's not fair. We sin, then we throw our averus onto him. But the answer is, it is fair. Because he's the one that throws that virus on us. We don't really, sin is not really the essence of a Jew. So it's easier than we think to get rid of a sin. Because it's not, it's not, it's not mamish part of our core essence. A yid in his really, his oymek nefesh doesn't want to sin and doesn't sin and only wants to do the, the Ratzon Hashem. There's a Gemara that says, Every yid only wants to do the Ratzon Hashem. And the Yetzirah sometimes so strong gets the better of him. But that's not really what he wants. The Gemara says, Rishoyim, wicked people are malayim, Mrs. Kariman, and Rishoyim are malayas harata. They're always regretting what they did. Rishoyim are always regretting what they did. Even Poshay Yisrael, they're always regretting what they did. So a, a sin is not the core essence of a yid. And therefore, when a yid does a tshuva, he has to realize that he doesn't have to, he's not, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to go right inside into his core essence. It, uh, 
generally speaking, a sin is, is more of an external thing. And because it's more of an external thing, it, it, it does a tshuva shleima. He has to be mamin b'mon shleima, that his chet is off, his chet is away, and he has to, he has to mamish be b'simcha, and he has to feel that the chet is not with him anymore, and he's got to a person, mustn't the whole time. There is a person in Tehillim that says, v'chotosi negdi somnit. That David Melech says, I've always got my sins, uh, I've always, I'm, I'm always thinking, I've, I'm, my sins are always in front of me. That's, not, that's a whole shape for itself not to discuss now what that means and what level that means. But generally speaking, a person does tshuva and he has a real charata and he says vidui with his whole heart and he really says, Hashem, I'm really makabalam himself not to do it again. He has to be besimcha and he has to be mamin bemun shleima that his sin's not there anymore. When we talk about beninim, tzaddikim, and rashaim, you have to realize that a person is not always a person, he's a beninim, he's a tzaddik, he's a rasha. Most people are all three. In, in, in certain ways, a person's a tzaddik. There are things that every Yid manages to hold himself back from, and he's very, very God-fearing in certain ways. There are ways where he struggles, and sometimes, sometimes he wins, and sometimes he doesn't win. And there are areas where they're really difficult, and uh, he has, whether it's middas or whatever it is. So a person in himself is a tzaddik, he's a rasha, he's a bainani, and he has, to, he, has to work, he has to work on himself. But it's not, you know, it's not necessarily that a person's defined, he's the tzaddik, he's the rasha, he's the... But there are a person's got a bit of, got a bit of everything. So, so, so it's not that we know we have to look at ourselves as a bainani, you're told there's a scale, and there's, I mean, that's a chazal talk about but uh, a person's got to realize when he works, he's got to, he's got to know which, what are his strong points, what are his weak points. He's got to look at himself as a shtickle rasha for those points that he has to really improve, that he's really not doing well. And then he can look himself as a bainini for certain things that on the whole he's, he's, he's doing okay. Sometimes a bit up, sometimes a bit down. And that's how, that's how he works himself. But he doesn't have to define himself as being anything in specific. Anything that a person does tshuva. If a person wasn't tshuva and then became tshuva, so you did tshuva. If you did tshuva, then uh, then that's it. Then, and then the whole past is erased. If you do a tshuva meyava, then all the lack of tznis becomes becomes tznis, and all the lack of tznis becomes a mitzvah. The Chassam Soifer says that if a person eats trefer meat and he does a tshuva meyava, he gets reward for eating a piece of shlomen, for eating a piece of carbon shlomen. He says if a person ate the worst treif and he does a tshuva meyava, it's like he's eating kotchim in the base of mikdash. So a person has tshuva mi'av. If a person does tshuva mi'ira, so then the chet is there, but he won't get punished. If a person does a tshuva mi'av, his averes become mitzvahs. A person has to know, of course, the schan oynish. I mean, that's a fundamental in Yiddishkeit, that, uh, that there's reward and there's punishment. I mean, a person can't, can't just erase that there's punishment. I'm not, I'm not trying to say, in this shmuz, I'm not trying to say, forget that there's dim v'cheshbim, chas v'shalom. There's dim v'cheshbim, rosh v'shalom is a yemadin, and an asana toikev is a holy tefillah. But uh, should you live your whole life fearful of Gehenna? Definitely not. Should you live your whole life thing? Oh, if I do this, I did this. I'm going to go to. Will I go to Gehenim? Won't I go to him? What type of Gehenim? How hard is it going to be? You know, that's that, that's 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 not an avoid. No. And is Gehenim not actually in the call? Like, is You always need Yira. There's no such thing as just Ava. No such thing as just Ava. A person's got to balance Ava and Yira. Oh, so he's got to balance Ava and Yira. 
a person eventually can get to a point, as we said earlier, where there's a different type of yira. There's a yira seraimimus. In other words, you're standing in the palace of the king. Of course, you're not going to do anything wrong. Not because you're scared of punishment. Because you see the awesomeness of the king that automatically puts you in a mode where you're not going to do anything wrong. But yira and, and avan yira are two things that a person is balancing the whole time. Should a person erase? Should a person forget the word Gehenim? No. Should a person live with Gehenim all day long? No. <laughs> but a person's, person's, person should be mostly focused that, that Hashem, wants, it, Hashem, Hashem, Hashem wants, wants the best for us. And, uh, you know, he, he, doesn't, he wants us to go to Gehenim less. Uh, he wants us to go to Gehenim. He, he wants us not to go to Gehenim a lot more than we don't want to go to Gehenim. <laughs> he just wants us to do the right thing. And, uh, but a person's definitely got to have schav oinish. It's definitely, in, you know, it's a metzius. There's a Gehenim, there's a, a Ganadin. But you shouldn't be focused the whole time on Gehenim. In other words, this idea of, of getting people to, to keep Yiddishkeit just by frightening them, it doesn't work. Once upon a time, it did work. And as I explained earlier, the reason why it worked is because they didn't know anything else other than Yira. They didn't know anything else other than Yira. As I said, people, people you know, I use the example by the Goyim, but, uh, because, uh, because that's the way you know, I learned in, in British history when I was a kid. It was not much frightening to be alive. So, so that was the only language they understood. But that's not, that's not the, the oimek, that's not the depth of Yiddishkeit. The depth of Yiddishkeit is for sure ava. The depth of Yiddishkeit, in the, in the, in the Kodesh Kadashim, you had the Kruvim. The Kruvim is like a relationship between us and Hashem, a male and a female. Hashem is the male, we are the female, Kalal Yisrael is the female, and the Kruvim used to embrace. In other words, the Kodesh Kadashim, the holiest place, is, is, is a bond, is a love relationship with us and Hashem. Of course he wants the love relationship with us. You've got to have Yerushalayim as well. Again, you've got to balance the two together. But uh, the Ikka relationship, the deeper relationship, is, 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 is a relationship relationship of, of, you know, of, of, of love. And there's, there's people that push it not. They haven't accessed that type of Torah. They haven't accessed that type of uh, relationship. They, don't have, they themselves don't have that relationship. So they can't give that relationship over. A person who comes to davening and enjoys the davening and uh, I see this in Rosh Hashanah. I mean, I, I wasn't brought up Hasidish. I was brought up Litvish. And I remember my, also my, I think I've said this before, I don't know if I have, but my first Rosh Hashanah, I was here in Eretz Yisrael, whatever. It's David in the Yeshiva I was learning. And David uh, Marev there. And then I went to eat by Arn Yasser Brizli. He was an old Kalina Chassid, a huge tzaddik. He had not sure, a face of a malach. And we finished davening where, where I davened. And I came to his house because he's a tzaddik. So, I, you know, one, me and a friend of mine, we, we got ourselves invited. We wanted to eat Rosh Hashanah by this big tzaddik, right? We came home before him. Like 10 minutes later, he walks into the house like as happy as anything. We were like sitting there all, you know, all morbid and all, all trying to seem and trying to sound as serious as possible. And he came in, he mumbled, ah, ah, and he made this kiddish. It was full of simcha. I just couldn't believe it. And then when you start, you know, when you start looking into it, you see that that's the, this is the deeper way. This is the deeper way of, of tzaddikim. Tzaddikim, oh, a lot of cried. They were serious, but it was in the emus. There was a sweetness to the Rosh Hashanah. The nigan of Rosh Hashanah of Vino Malkeinu Chaneinu Kein Bar Masim is is it's such a it's such a it's such a sweet nigan it's such a beautiful nigan and this is the this is the oimek of Yiddishkeit. It's clear. Any other questions on this? Again, don't, I don't want anyone to get me wrong. This is not like I'm not giving therapy over here. Just love, be positive, mamish not. It's a, this is the Metzias. This is the Metzias. This is, this is the message. This is the relation that Hashem wants. And before Mashiach comes, we, we're going into a very deep relationship based on deep Torah and a deep relationship with Hashem. And when you get to that deep relationship with Hashem, it's a bond and it's the Kruvim that are embracing each other. And it's Be'emesra. It's all a relationship, all a relationship of Ava. I don't know, but no, I don't. Oh, well. I'll continue. I'll continue, see how. I was one more time, I was wrong, or I think I messed up my 
It's all the same. Of course, the person's going to be moichel, and the person, again, can't be nervous the whole time. Was he moichel properly? Wasn't he moichel properly? When you want to be, it comes to Ben Adam al if somebody wronged you, the best thing is, if you, if, you're a, if you work on yourself, the best thing is to speak it out with him. To go over to him and say, listen, you did something to me. You did something to me not correct. I'm coming over to you because I want to I get it out of my system. I just want to tell you. I want to share this with you. And uh, that's number one. Number two, a person's got to realize that, uh, that, that the avoid of, of, of Ben Adam al-Chaveri, or being moichel somebody, is a tremendous avoid like the avoid of Ben Adam al-Makam. In other words, if a person is like davening very strong, but he hates this guy and he doesn't want to be moichel him, the lucha is there were two tablets, and they were really one. It was two tablets that were one. On one side was Ben Adam al-Makam, one side was Ben Adam al-Chaveri, because it's really all one avoid. The person realizes that the person realizes that the avoider is of Ben Adam is as important as the avoider of Ben Adam So he puts his, he puts the same amount of effort in, and then he'll be able to when he realizes it's like being moichel my friend is like davening So so he'll you know he'll put that much he'll put that much of an effort in, and then also he has to realize that the 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 the, the, the chashivas of after recha k'moichel the chashivas of spreading avo and reyes and friendship is a very big avoider for Rosh Hashanah. The Pasuk says, And the word Hariu means to blow, to sound a blast. But Hariu, the Svarim say, also means reos, also means friendship. Russian rea, friendship. In other words, the purpose of Tkiyah Shoifah, the purpose is that all Yidin should be together. Everybody will come together. So this Avoidah Ben Adam L'Chaveroi is a very intrinsic, a very, 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 you know, part and parcel very much of the avoid of Rosh Hashanah. So that also makes it easier for a person to be moichel, somebody believe Shalom, if he knows that this is really a tremendous kiyam of the avoid of Rosh Hashanah. If a wife doesn't want, then there's no importance to it at all. There's no importance to payas, there's no importance to, to Gartel, there's no importance to Bekatcha if she's not on board with it. Um, it's all, it, it's external. I'm not saying Levush has Kedusha to it. The Levush of Chassidim of, of is, is the right and left. It's a, it's a holy Levush. But uh, it's not. Uh, there's a lot of very elachiyidim. There's a lot of very yidim who are very close and dovuk to sifrei chasidus and everything that go without a gatl and without a jacket. They should fight, try to find common ground <laughs> and uh, to be on board. But for a husband to try to force his wife to get used to it or to this or that, no avoider whatsoever. The only thing I do suggest is that at home, at least Friday night, well, for the Shabbos meals, it's a very big Indian that to have like a tishpekitcha. It's nice, it's a malchus, it's another discussion that we have to have once, but, but you know, a Shabbos table where somebody's sitting there, you know, with the shirt sleeves, it's not, it's not, it's not as much of malchustic as you have a special tishpekitcha just for the sudas on Shabbos, is that's a lovely thing. And that's something the wife doesn't have to be embarrassed about because he doesn't dare go out of the house with it, and he sits at home with it, and it's a covered for the suda, it's a malchus, it's a malchustic thing. But in terms of, and even the chlala, I've had this a lot from people, 
that wives that have, of, of Tommy of mine have told me, you know, they don't mind he wears it, but then they go home and they go to their parents and, you know, they live in a society where nobody goes like that. So then it gets all messy. So I tell them, if you, if you decide to wear a gatl over here and you're going to your in-laws for Pesach, so don't take the gatl with, don't wear a gatl over there. If you're wearing a bekech over here and you go over there, don't wear a bekech over there. Like, don't, don't, don't make it sticky. Don't, don't make it, you know, don't make it into a bag of nerves. <laughs> When, when, when the husband and wife are both on board and when she appreciates that it's a lavush, it's a lavush, you know, of Kedusha, it's a, so then, you know, then when they're both on board, find a good occasion, a yomtev or a bris or whatever the case is, and then you can do it. But for a husband to put pressure on his wife and to say that, you know, without a bekecha, I don't feel Jewish, it's an Irish guy. If you can't daven properly because he's not wearing a bekecha, you should, uh, should work in his avoidance of tefillah. It's a nice thing. It's a good thing. A gatl is the halacha. It's a halachic thing. It's not a big thing either. But if it disturbs the wife, so if she's not on board with it yet, they should wait. So it's a long answer. I tell you the truth. I lived with the Mizrahi world because I taught him Avaseret for over twenty years, and uh, and uh, there in the yeshiva is on a campus where they have the frumest Sioni, like the Merkaz Araf. They have a huge coil there of Merkaz Araf people, and I lived with them for over twenty years. I lived actually on that campus for a year. Uh, moved there, and uh, part of that part of that question is correct, and part of that question is is, is totally incorrect. Um, they're very good people. They're very sincere people. I mean, they're very from ones. They're very sincere. Uh, they go dressed sneers a lot more than a lot of people here in Ramadashgal. And uh, they, they're not into Gashmias. The women dress very posh. They wear tichels. And they're, they're, in a way, even holy people, in a way, a lot of them. Um, what's the problem with them? The problem with them is that they're very confused. And uh, they, they don't produce Tommy Techachomim. That's a total mistake. The yeshivas don't produce, they produce, don't, they, haven't, they haven't produced Tamit Acham, they haven't produced any Gdolim. It's a very confused society, because it's a society that embraced a secular state. And where does a religious Zionism fit in? But the state is secular, so it's very confusing. And uh, it's caused a lot of people confusion, and especially Americans. There's a lot of Americans that came here idealistically, like, like you know, like Tati Lomi, but very from. And they moved to Efrat and Avedani and all these places. Their kids are way off. It's it's horrifying to see it. The chinuch is a the chinuch is mamish bankrupt because it's confusing. They confuse. You can't they, they 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 confuse. I remember when we used to stay in their apartments. We used to go for Shabbos to Mavaseret. So when I wasn't living there, we used to, they we rent apartments from them for Parnassah. So I used to see it on the bookshelf there. They have svarim. They can have they can have a chumish and a secular Israeli poet. A poet, poet, and they have a book on, on this, and they have a book of that, and they have a, a book of, on Emuna from an author that's Bechlan not from. And it's very, their mum is very, very confused. And confusion and chinuch is the worst thing. The Haredi world has its problems, but it's a clear chinuch. It's a clear chinuch, it's got a Messorah, and that, that, part, that, that, that part is, 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 is very clear. 
And the Haredi world has a very clear Masorah. Perhaps sometimes they might be too rigid, or perhaps sometimes, but that's also coming from a Masorah. You know, it has, it's a healthy chinuch. It's a healthy chinuch in terms of, it's, you know, you're hearing from mechanchem, they learn from their mechanchem. It's, you, when, you, when, when your kids come home, you feel that learning the Torah the same way they've been learning for thousands of years. The Dati Lomi world is a new world. It's a new world. It started, it started uh, in 1948. And uh, the original Rav Cook was a Ish Kaddish, and he was a Gon, he was a Ish Kaddish. But uh, he also had interesting, he also had his, he also said very weird things that a lot of Gdolim held very highly of him, but, uh, but they didn't agree to a lot of things he said. But anyways, he passed away long, uh, many years before the state was founded. So the state was founded without endorsement from any Gdolim. And they never produced any Gdolim. And they don't have any Gdolim. And, uh, you know, in, the, in their yeshivas, you can have, you can have, and even the very from yeshivas, you can have like, a, you know, you can have a guy who's got very long hair with a tiny kippah, no socks, you know, jeans, and he's shuckling Bashman Esra and Mamish. He's very big in Emuna, and he's very big in Yeshuvah Oretz, and he's very big in things. But but this, this, it's it's way off. There's a lot of there's a lot of confusion over there. And then when they evicted Gush Katif, then they, then those said, well, you can't say Mishaberch anymore for the state. You can say they changed it. It's like a new thing that that's, hasn't got endorsement from anybody. This whole idea that you know when boys go there for Shabbosim, all they talk about is moving to Israel. They don't talk about anything else. They've got one track mind. And again, a lot of them are living in, 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 in territories with mysterious nefesh and they'll get rewards for it, whatever. It's halachically, they should, they shouldn't. But they're, they're very sincere and they're very good people. And they're really, really good people and they're very sincere, but they're confused. And, uh, and that's why people are, are very, very... I know personally from Talmudim, from Abbasarit, you know, some, some of them went this way, some of them went that way. Talmudim that went more into that world they themselves are confused and their kids are messed up. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, in, in, in the Ramada Shkol, you've got a lot of people, I'm talking about in the, in the 40s and 50s today, they come from much more modern homes. They moved to Eretz Yisrael. They had this decision, where are we going to send our kids, which is the society. And, uh, you know, I know ones that moved more to the Mizrahi society, and the next generation, there's a big pile, there's a big drop. Even, even I'm talking about even families where the kids are from. But there's a very, very big drop. In other words, the father can go, can go with, a, with, a, with, a, you know, with, a, with a suit for davening, whatever. He can go with shoes. And the next generation, the hair is longer. They're from, possibly. The hair is longer. They're not, they're not dressed appropriately for coming to davening. They, they don't daven the same. It's like, a, it's, it's, it's confusing. You cannot take something that was established as secular and make it holy. It just doesn't work. The state of Israel was established as secular. The people that founded it were terrible people. There were people that openly rebelled against Hashem. There were people that, you know, that, and again, I'm not talking about secular Zionism, but the religious Zionism is embracing that as a holy thing. They're looking at it as the beginning of the Geula. How can that be the beginning of the Geula if, it's, if it was made as a rebellion against Hashem? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it doesn't work. And the whole chinuch is a very confused chinuch. It's a chinuch where there's a sharpness and a climb between from and not from, and it's generally confusing. It's generally confusing. A lot of their families, I would say, I don't know the percentages, but a large percentage of their families have a child that's not from, even amongst the Rabbanim, even amongst the Rabbanim. I know a lot of them. And a lot of them have this almost no one, in, even I'm talking about you know, from then, that don't have a child from, a child not from, a child that goes with crazy long pears and a big kippasruga and a child that, that goes with long hair and a child like, the whole families, you don't see a certain straight line. And that's why, and that's why, and, that, and that's why, and that's why it's problematic. So it's not a steer to being a good person, but if you're confused, you don't want to go anywhere near. You don't want to send your kids to a chinuch where there's confusion. It's, it's very sad. 
because they're good people and they're very from, but they're confused. I don't think it's not get anybody here in this room. And uh, I mean, just to say one word, um, the Geret HaKon has been introduced by the Heliga Beis Yisrael. Yeah, and you have to understand that the Beis Yisrael was an Ish Kodesh, V'noyer Adnoi. And you have to understand there's different tzaddikim after the Holocaust that came to push a different, that came to push a different part of Avodah Hashem. For example, the Satmarov. So everybody knows him for his very fierce anti-Zionist. Satmarov was a tzaddik. He was a big Baal Chesed. He gave out millions of dollars to Tzedakah. He was a gone in Torah. And he was a huge Avodah but uh, people know him as his stance against the state of Israel. And that's because, you know, his, his avoid in this world, amongst his main avoid, his main message to this generation was that people were getting caught and stuck. Like, goes the earlier question. You know, after when the state was founded, people, people <laughs> thought that, that Ben-Gurion was Mashiach. David Ben-Gurion is Mashiach Ben-David. From Eden thought that. They came out of the Holocaust. They moved to Israel. Uh, he told me himself, he said he was in Germany, and he said he was, went through the Holocaust, and every gun that he saw, he saw a soldier with a gun, it was an enemy pointing at him. He said he came to Israel and he saw soldiers that were there pointing the gun at his enemies to protect him. He says it was so easy to just fall in, just to become, to think that, you know, Ben-Gurion, he was the savior of the Jewish people. And the Satmarov came, and he put things into perspective. That was his avoider. The base Israel, the holy base Israel, when he, when he made these takonas, the generation was a generation where there was a lot of pirza between boys and girls. There was a lot of people in, you know, a lot of good yeshivas, in good, good literature yeshivas over here, where boys were reading all the secular newspapers. It was a, it was a, it was a very difficult generation. It was very difficult when he came. And, uh, and he felt that he had to put down, you know, like, like the Satmar Rebbe went very, he said himself, the Satmar Rebbe said that he's so, he speaks so strongly because he wants people at least to accept 50 or 60 or 40% of what he's saying. The Beis Yisrael made these takonas. A lot of geras themselves hold. It was like an eslas eslashem. It was made really for that generation. And uh, again, it's not nagar to talk about you know now what's going on there now. It's not nagar, but uh, it's not as stringent now as it was back then. All you know, all those takonas. He made a point, like the Satan Rebbe made a point, and uh, Lubavitch Rebbe spoke about Mashiach over and over again. He made a point. He said that his neshama is down to bring Mashiach, to bring the emuna from Mashiach out of the freezer. These tzaddikim were here to make a point. And the, the point of the Beis Yisrael was a point of Anyanam of Kedusha. And even amongst couples, it was a certain period that so people weren't really focused on, in addition to the bond that a couple has to have on a physical level. Obviously, Chosan like and Kala represents, I have to realize that the house is like a Bissam Mikdosh, and it represents HaKadosh Porcho and the Shechina Kedosh. There's a lot, a lot marriage, is a, marriage is a very holy thing. And people then were not really into that. So they were into just the very basics. And he, he brought this into the world to make, to make a point. And he made a point. And he brought a lot of Kedusha. He brought a lot of Kedusha in the world as a result. But it wasn't that this what he felt, that this is the way forever. For this is the way, you know, this is the way to do things. discussed this in the, when we spoke about the, you know, halavai people be that. People need it for parents and people need it for parnosa, people need it. 
Um, so I, you know, WhatsApps and chats. I don't know what those things. I don't know what they are, so I can't talk about them. But uh, but a person has to know that uh, it would be, uh, every person has to know that it's a lot better to live without them. And if there's a possibility of living without them, it's a lot better. And if you need them, but you don't need them all the day with you, all the day, it's, the, it's, it's, it's utmost importance just to have a kosher phone and the smartphone to leave when you don't need it, just to put it down. And we do stress this. And uh, I have had wives from the Kehillah complaining, uh, sorry, husbands from the Kehillah complaining to me that their wives are very good and very from, but they're on, you know, they, they're, on, they're on their phone too often. And uh, they're on... Uh, on What's it called? Media, something, social media, and it's much too much, and it's a problem. It's a other problem. But to say that you shouldn't have an iPhone, halavai, halavai. You know, a lot of people need it. A lot of people need it. They, they wouldn't be able to live in Eretz Israel if they can't if they can't zoom with their parents. I don't know. A lot of people say need it, but you got to be. You know, people are grown up. They've got to be able to be in, you know in control. They've got to know when to to leave it. Or even husbands that need it don't need it during the day. You should encourage them to leave their iPhones at home. A whole day they go out. If they don't need their iPhone till the evening, they just need it for the evening something. They shouldn't take it with them. You should strongly encourage that they should leave it at home, and they should only you know use it use it when necessary. To say that a person can't have it bechalal in the Israeli societies, they do that because people don't need it. The Israeli society here is less working people, and they're less connected to the outside world. They don't really need. They don't don't, they don't have any family chutzlarts. They see the parents. They see their in-laws. They don't need it. So there they go harder and stronger because it's easier to think. But Americans, a lot of them need it. And uh, so, so, you know, everybody has to be mature and everybody, husband and wife, have to sit together and they have to discuss it and discuss what they could do besides all the filters that for sure is needed. But, you know, sometimes there's, there's, somebody, there's somebody in the community here that brings his computer and locks his computer up in the office every night. He doesn't need it at home. It's not a good thing to have at home um, at night. He, he locks it up and, and, and he brings it here and locks it up. I told him to do that. And uh, you know, a person's got to be smart. You've got to be wise. It's, you can't. You can't just say, "Oh, I need. The, I need. I need a smartphone." So if I need it, so I might as well have it on me all day long. No, you've got to draw the time where you need it and where you don't need it. And I'm sure there's many more hours that one doesn't need it than than hours that one does need it. So when you don't need it, don't have it with you. You have a kosher phone, and uh, and uh, you've got to be mature. So the rabbanim just to say, there's no iPhones. You know, parents will will go crazy, and uh, you know, it might be a lack of kibbutz other aim. It might be a lack of, uh, you know, it might be averes by not having them, like by having it. So you got to you got to be mature with it. And Ratz uh, Hashem, should send the ruach mimorim, and uh, you should uh, you should keep everybody in uh, in a makom of kedusha. Yeah. What? Well, it's just kind of quickly. Yeah. Um, I don't understand the question. What's well, about? Should be done. Should be followed in a beautiful way. Sneers is malchus. So a person should tell their daughters that Sneers is malchus. And the Pasuk says, Kol kavoida bas melech pnima. Sneers is a bas melech. It's kavoid. And uh, I can just tell you that a person who rents out, rents out like a tzimmerim in the summer up north, he told me, that he said that when the, when, the, when, the, when the very from families come, he's a secular Jew, and he says that Sneers is so beautiful. He says it's so... 
It's so royal. It's so regal, he says. He says when the Frum families come to him, he says it's so regal. And he says it's such a par. And he's a secular Jew. You've got to realize that Tznias is Pashat Malchus. And that's part of the, a person's got to walk around the whole time feeling as a melech. When a man, he learns Torah, the Apostle says, Be that he becomes a melech through his Torah. A woman doesn't have the Torah. A woman has Tznias, and Tznias is a basmelech. A man has to feel like a melech, and a woman has to feel like a malka. She has to feel like a basmelech. And the Tznias is a basmelech. So you have to explain to your daughters that you're royal, just like the royal family can only dress a certain way in the Goisha world. Allah has come of a kama. The royal Kladisrol is the royal family of the world. It's royalty. You have to feel regal, you have to feel aristocratic. And, uh, you know, and if you explain it that way, again, positively, that it's, it's, it's all malchus, is then uh, it's, it's a different story. Everybody should have a ksiba v'chsima toiva and a good gebench a year. And Metz Hashem should be a year of simcha and a year of nachas. And Metz Hashem a year of bracha v'atzlocha and good health. And simchas in whole kladisron and a year of the gula shleima amitis merib yomeno amen. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.